welcome to the Comics Asylum podcast, where we explore the world of comic books, movies, television, and pop culture. My name is Steve Bino, and this week, Paris Aline stops by to talk about working on the Eisner Award-winning Afterlift, his Black History Month art initiative, and a new project with Cypress Hill. All right, I'd like to welcome to the Asylum, Paris Aline, artist, colorist, Eisner a winner. Uh, welcome to Comics Asylum. How are you? I'm uh, pretty good. How are you? Uh, no complaints. No complaints. All is good. Uh, so how has 2021 been for you so far? Um, been pretty good, actually. Uh, I had a couple of goals I wanted to like initially like start out with. I wanted to you know, do more illustration work. I wanted to make more connections and not do a lot more networking. And so far, I've been doing exactly that. And things have been going pretty well. Perfect. I've uh, been a little worried that I might be, honestly, might be getting a little too busy. <laughs> you know what, but though? Good problems to have. It's a very good problem. It's a very good problem because the, the, the other one is not what you want. <laughs> honestly, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So first of all, uh, let's start off with the Eisner Award winning Afterlift. How does it feel to be a part of that? And can you tell our audience what it's about? Um, well, first, let me say it's a... Uh, it is about um, a rideshare program, like uh, that. I guess helps like uh, um, ferry the souls to the afterlife. Very much like a like a modern version of like like River of Sticks and like paying for the, paying the toll, but like updating it. So instead of like you know having like a coin, it is you're doing it all through the app. Right. It is. It's. It's. It was really interesting. Um, I, I was given all the scripts, but I, I'm more like, I liked to read them kind of like going like one at a time. So I uh, reading the first issue and then coloring it, it was a lot more like I was reading it like, um, uh, somebody like reading in a shop would. So for me, like I was going through the page and I was coloring them like, man, I can't, I don't know what's gonna happen in the next issue, but like where I'm leaving it, I'm like, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and it was, it was really great working with the team. Like the story, it was something that I would never worked on before. You got to do like a little bit of like normalcy in the first issue. And then every issue as it got like a little wilder, um, I like I switched up the color scheme for each issue. Like, so it has its own palette. Uh, so, I mean, if someone showed me a page, like right now I could tell you exactly what issue it's from just because every issue has its own like tone. And it was the first time in working on a project because I knew it was only five issues that I was able to um, actually make that effort, like to say that, that each was gonna be different. Cause I mean, if it was like, it's a run that went on and on and on, eventually I was gonna have to repeat it. But because it was uh, like a much more like bite-sized like story, um, I really could go ahead and like, you know, have a lot of fun with it. And with the team, they were great. They pretty much allowed me to do the majority of like what I would think to do. Like anytime I had an idea, I wanted to experiment, they were pretty much on board with it as long as it looked good which hopefully I think most of them look good. No, it looks great. And can you elaborate on your teammates? Um, well, like Tim Zdarsky, I mean, I feel like the name speaks for itself at this point. Um, he's like done so much and like, cause like Daredevil Run right now, it's like so amazing. Um, it's great to read it as a fan. Cause like Daredevil also has been like one of my favorite characters for a long time. So reading it knowing it's like, I know this guy. <laughs> um, it's like really, really cool. Um, like Jason Liu, the artist, uh, he's like, because we're all, we're all from like Toronto, right? Uh, and like as an illustrator, you know, he's great. Uh, he and I are already friends. Um, there was a point we, because we would, you know, before like uh, everything going on, like uh, with COVID, we would meet up in uh, Mississauga, right now where he like works, and right now I used to live. And he and a, like, a bunch of friends would meet up every other week for like a drink and draw at this uh, coffee shop. And then he kind of he kind of hinted at one point, he's like, oh, I'm working on this project with this new writer. And we're all like, oh, oh cool. And then eventually it's like, hey, so we're kind of looking for somebody. Would you be that person for us? And I was like, I don't know what anybody in this project, but I mean, eh, sure, I guess. I got an opening in my schedule. And then as I found out more and more about it, it was, I mean, I was happy to have like the, the whole of my schedule, but I, I would have made the time for it either way. Um, and like the, like the letterer, uh, DTA, like he, like he's not Canadian, so I haven't actually personally met him. Uh, but like, I love the work he was doing on the book. I've seen other books, and uh, I think like lettering is one of those things where like I've tried to letter my own work 
Um, and I realize I have a huge respect for letterers because I'm not great at it. I understand like a lot of the challenges to, and to see someone do it, but also do it like well with like finesse to have different styles of it in like a single book blew me away. And then Allison, of course, like the editor, like, you know, she's great. Um, she's also like, you know, from Toronto, so like I knew her and I knew like her from editing Jason's old book, Pitiful Human Lizard. And it was like a great team. Like, I think we had like a really nice synergy. Um, and I'm really looking forward to working with them again, you know. The funny thing about a comic book is it's like a film, but with fewer moving parts. And oh, yeah. <laughs> that was like, a lot more responsible for like their, their thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's really great about, about your situation with Afterlift is how well you guys were able to mesh together to make such a, an amazing project. Yeah, no, I definitely think like the team worked super. Oh, sorry, my phone's falling out of my pocket. The team, like, uh, they worked like, really well together. I think um, like Allison was great at just organizing everybody. And like keeping us on track like she had like all the due dates and we were done like we had a lot of it done before um it was even announced like we we're it was like such a like a perfect like moving conveyor belt um like jason was like such a fast illustrator there's points i mean like it takes way less time to color paint than it does to draw it but there's points i felt i'm like am i not going fast enough with this <laughs> like we're getting the pages like i'm getting the book done in like a week should I be getting it done in like in less time than that? Because everything was just so like well organized and fast. It was really crazy. And is it easier to work with people when you already have an established connection with them? Or um, does that complicate things a little bit more in terms of like putting your foot down when you have an artistic um, opinion on something, like how you want the colors to go, for example? It can, it honestly, I find it's both e easier and harder. It's easier in the way where it's like, I know, like, they know me already, so, like, they trust that I, uh, some of the decisions that I will make, um, and, like, it's great to see, because, I mean, a lot of times I work on some other projects, and, like, you send them a lot of work, and they have, may have, like, a million ads, like, eh, maybe I think it'll look better if you did this or that, maybe you go for a little more of a blue than, like, a green or something like that, but with this team, like, there's a lot of, like, we trust what you're doing, but at the same time, when it does come to, like, the, hmm, I don't really know about that, it's very like, it's personal in the way where it's like, well, we're going to hop on like a Zoom call in a week. So we better like, you know, sort this out now, like amicably. So that in a week, it's not like, you know, <laughs> passive aggressive, like uh, comments at each other. Yeah, that, that makes I mean, sense. Also in, that, in that same way, on that same Zoom, like uh, same Zoom calls, because like those are replaced our drinking draws. It is a lot of like, Oh yeah, and I'm working on this thing. You know, I got like uh, this company contacted me. They wanted me to work on this. You know, I had to jump up the opportunity. You know how it is. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, we're still gonna have project time for what we're doing, though, right? It's like, oh yeah, no, of course. But that's kind of make sure that I'm not like when I talk about a project, I'm not saying like uh, that it's gonna take a super long time. It'll be like super difficult, super complicated, take up too much of my time that I can't work on uh, the initial project. But I mean, that's kind of been a fun way to navigate with everybody. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. And it was digital first, correct? Mm -hmm. It uh, just a couple weeks ago was released like the trade. I think it was February like 4th or 5th. Um, I think the first issue digitally came out in like September of 2019. And I did it. Oh, man. So I'm not grand the releases. Like I, I know when I finished them, I'm not like actually 100% sure when they came out. But I think like they started coming out in 2019 and then they when the whole like deal comics algae and I think Dark Horse like went through that was all like 2020. Uh, so yeah, I think like the release guess was at the end of this month. Okay, cool. Very cool. And so how does working on Afterlift now compare to when you started in the industry? I mean, when I started out, first off, rates were much lower. <laughs> um, but there was a lot of like, hesitation with everything I was doing. It's like, all right, I'm gonna like uh, if I'm if I'm was coloring something, I was gonna make it this color. Maybe I should make it a different color. So it's like a lot of that, and in that same like that pause, like that like that hesitation, it's all in real time. So it gets to the point where I could near the, like uh, like the end of the project, and I'm like, cool, I've finished this. But I've taken a lot of time to get here. Maybe I should look at the beginning again, see how that looks in comparison. I'm like, ah, I've learned new things since then. 
Mm -hmm. Go back and fix these up a little bit. Whereas nowadays, because I'm a lot more skilled, I'm a lot more confident. So I'm making the decisions a lot faster. So by the time I get to the end of it, I may not have, you know, learned a lot of things like uh, since then. And I mean, there's always like the small headache where you may have like, you've learned something new or you want to try a new technique. Like I really should wait till the next issue. Right. Also helps for consistency too, right? Oh, for sure. Um, Like there is, well, coloring afterlife, there was a thing like techniques I developed. Um, I mean, I developed like the way I colored it. I had never colored before. At, um, until that uh, until that first issue so when we had like the lead up time to really try to find the look of the book um it was all experimentation for me just throwing everything at the wall to see what stuck and i found like a nice little oh, excuse me sorry like middle ground of like uh like a simple way of approaching it because i know like jason Liu, he always had like a more like a flat style with his coloring um but also bringing much like uh like an exciting look to it where it was like kind of kind of flashy um but still trying to 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 find that balance was like it was difficult whereas and i guess kind of also go back to your question of like what was like the beginning of the career versus now before then it was a lot of experimenting but it was also wasn't i didn't know what worked and if something worked it was hard to tell why it worked Mm. it was like cool i like this but what is it about it that I like and how can I reproduce this? And I oftentimes it was just trying to do the exact same thing over and over again. And in my own spare time, it was uh, experimenting. It was trying new things. It was trying to like dissect what made other work good, what made my own work good and like try to add to it and not just like replicate it over and over again. Okay, cool. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and you illustrate as well too. So how does that inform your coloring sometimes? Um, it's interesting because I felt like I became a better illustrator when I became a better colorist. And then when I started illustrating more, I found, I felt like my colors, I had a higher standard for them now. Mm. It was like, I mean, you never want to color something and think that you've made the line art worse. And you never want to draw something. You feel like a colorist has not done like a good enough job. So being both those roles, it's like, I got to do my best on this side because the other guy was also me. <laughs> like, I don't want to disappoint him, but also I need to make sure that I'm not disappointing like, like the line art. So it's, it's, it's difficult, but like uh, the illustration, like for that, I don't, I guess I don't try to experiment with as many different styles as I do with coloring. Cause for that, I, I like to, I worked on a project where at the end of last year where it was just like, it was an anthology and I colored four different shorts in that anthology. And because it was four different uh, illustrators and four different like styles for the story, I thought to myself, let me do four different coloring styles. And it was fun. It was a challenge to try to really kind of make them all kind of like different enough that you can, they're clearly different styles. Um, but for my illustration, I'm not like that at all. Like if I was doing four stories, I would draw four stories the way I, like I would draw. Like, I feel like my free illustration is a lot more like the way you see the world. And I mean, I only see it one way. So I know a lot of artists have like different styles and I can't wrap my head around it. I don't know how they do it. Um, I'm so envious of that fact, but I mean, they figure it out and I, I can't, I can't, I draw one way and I like to add to it. I like to add, like, like, you know, keep the style like going and like developing. But um, in terms of like, I, can, I don't have like a comic style where I also have like a simplified version of like a cartoony style. I can't do it. It's my mind, my brain doesn't work that way. Yeah, it's kind of amazing those artists that can do like a, go from like Mark Silvestri to Scotty Young to, oh, to yeah. Alex Ross. It's just kind of amazing the way that they, it's almost like an actor that can do, you know, Shakespeare and then do, you know, sci-fi. That's just fall popular. right into every role, like, like yeah. a chameleon like that. I'm like, I'm envious of that. And I know I can't do it. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a massive skill. I, I totally hear that. And and speaking of art, and we're in the middle of Black History Month. Can you tell me about the initiative that you have with the twenty eight different drawings with Black creators and Black superheroes? Okay, I mean, like, if you have a little history on like just first off, like collaborations. Um, when I was like a teenager. I remember being on like DeviantArt and like there was a group of artists who would work together all the time. Like they were all amazing. And then there'd be like three or four of them that come together and they draw like just a piece together. And it's from, 
I don't know what it was. It blew my mind. I was like, these guys are all great. And they come together and they're, it's like, it's like the Avengers. <laughs> like I did. So whenever, like when I went to art school, I had a group of friends. And at one point I was like, guys, why don't we draw something together? Like do the same collaboration. And then like that group of friends, like we kept, uh, we kept working together. And then we, like our art group turned into like an art collective. And we started collaborating together. And then it kind of became like a thing. It was like a drug to me. I just, I love collaborating. Like it's um, I know like some friends of mine. They'll tell me like like you're working on a collaboration. I'm like yeah yeah yeah. I'm like we should collaborate. I'm like oh oh, <laughs> don't tempt me with another collaboration. That'll do it. <laughs> so I um I started I joined this like Discord of other artists uh with because a friend of mine invited me, and we done like, a couple collaborations. The first one we did was like uh, eight people. Second one we did was seventeen people. Wow. And then. Uh, my friend uh, Julian Shaw, who goes by Rock the Arts on Instagram and like Twitter, uh, he messaged me and he was like, "Man, so because last year he did a project where he drew twenty eight black characters every day. Well, actually, last year was a leap year, so he did twenty nine. Oh, um, yes, of course, yeah. So he he drew he drew one every day and it was like, we should do that. Like you know, there's a couple like you know uh, black creators in the group. We should get together and you know we just draw like you know like five characters each, you know." And he said that, and I'm like, what if, what if we had 28 people, 28 characters? And he, his first question was the obvious one. He said, do you know 28 people? I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I mean, I know some. But then that, that was the first, like, uh, the first project at that point, which was, like, between Julian and I, because, like, it was his initial idea, and then both of us just worked together to find as many people as we could. Uh, we were able to get people in the Discord. Then we were asked, like, we all asked, like, uh, our, our talented friends. Um, one of that's the same collaborator, like, who I, who I first collaboration with, he's in this piece. He did, like, Green Lantern, Tishon Dwyer. He, um, like, I had to ask him, like, because he's, like, one of, like, my old, as far as, like, my art friends go, like, he is one of my oldest. Um, and then we were able to ask, like, some big names as well. And it was great, too, to see, like, because most creators, when they heard of it, they were actually excited. Like they wanted to, they wanted to be a part of it. So, I mean, I don't want to, you know, drop like too many spoilers. We still have like some cool names coming up that haven't been seen yet. Right. We were able to get like uh, Jamal Campbell, who is currently working on like DC's Far Sector. He did Naomi. Um, he did like uh, Prowler for Marvel. Um, he did all the Power Rangers co like, uh, covers. Um, we have Janoy Lindsay, who also worked for like uh, Marvel. He did like Luke Cage trades, She-Hulk. He recently did some Superman stuff. Uh, I'm trying to remember who we have, so I don't spoil anything. Um, <laughs> we also, oh, we have a uh, Ray Anthony Height, who did like cool. some like Moon Girl. His like his his cover of um, uh, comic Midnight Tiger, um, and like I like that was a character I remember seeing when I was like in high school. I loved the design. I, so and like I I colored something. For like a cover that he did like a couple of years ago so approaching him it was it was really like i don't know if you remember me but i called this thing for you a couple of years ago i don't know if you'd be interested in working on this project and initially he actually said he was he couldn't he was too busy and then i was like it's just one character that's it just one character just the line art i'm gonna color it and at that point it's like just one all right i'm on board so we were able to get him and all at that point it really felt like okay cool now we have some notoriety we have like these artists who like people know and then it was just like getting like the rest of it was just filling in with like our most talented friends and like our most talented friends of friends and i think that it, like everyone was so different in their styles um so like seeing it really come together we had like some digital painters we have some like comic illustrators there's some people who mostly do like cartoony stuff it was great seeing all the styles come together. There's still some really good ones that people haven't seen. I'm really excited uh, to get it. Because today's the 19th, so there's like still nine left. And the whole piece when it comes together, like I've seen it, I've seen all like the pieces individually now. I still have to like color like a couple, I'm not gonna lie. But um, <laughs> the piece so far all together, it looks so good. I'm so excited for people to see it. Yeah, it looks great so far, and it's almost like uh, like an everyday reveal that you're waiting to see who's next. And also, too, yeah. what's really interesting is is the heroes or the actual um, images that they've chosen 
to, to represent because it's like, oh, I didn't even remember that character or that's interesting that this is the person that they chose to draw. So it's because it's, yeah. it's kind of interesting. Like, you like Sometimes you have to struggle to find black heroes. And then on the creative side, because it's like comic books, it's kind of like the, the biggest undercover fame you can have. So you can follow someone and not know who they are. Like I guess social media has kind of changed that. But in terms of black creators, it's it's difficult to find out who they actually are unless you dig or they put themselves out there. Yeah, I know it's like, um, well, actually, even like for the character selection, there is a lot of um, a lot of the characters because we added almost entirely all the artists got to choose who they drew. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, we told them, like, give us your top three. We'll try to give everyone one from that. We were able to do it. It was great. Um, because I, in my head, I figured I'm like, everyone's going to want to draw like Miles Morales. Everyone's going to want to draw like Black Panther. Everyone's going to draw like the same characters, you know? Mm-hmm. But everyone, like they really switched it up. People said they want to draw Moon Girl. They want to draw War Machine. They want to draw Aqualad. Like I didn't expect it. Right. Um, and we came up with a list and like, I'm very analog. So I had to write it all on paper. Uh, and we had a list of like 40 characters. And we just like had a spreadsheet. We're sending around to people like, uh, here's the character selection we have. Uh, it was as many characters as we could think of, even though like the next coming weeks you'd be like, we should have put this person on, we should put this person on the list. <laughs> um, and eventually, like we were able to get filled up. There's some characters who I think people keep asking because we're doing like a little like we started doing like the preview of like who we're having tomorrow, just like a black silhouette. Yeah, that's that's a great idea. People started asking like, oh, you better include this person, you better include this person. And I'm like, we don't we don't have everybody, guys. It's only 28, and I was like. I mean, like, this isn't a spoiler, but we have, like, we have Icon. But we don't mm-hmm. have Rocket. Right. And I wish we could have. I was, like, telling right. people, I'm like, Icon, you're, you, know, you want to draw, draw Rocket to go with it? Or, but people are like, I really kind of want to draw, like, I want to draw this character. I'm like, cool, you know, I want everyone to have fun with it. I mean, for me, that's what I'm looking at. Like, I want, I want everyone to have fun, like, doing pieces. So whoever they chose, I'm like, we're cool with it. Admittedly, there are some creators who I kind of, like, nudged in, like, a certain direction. Right. Um, because like there's some characters, like we have man, they haven't come out yet. I don't want to spoil it, but <laughs> there's some characters you know are gonna be on it. So I don't I don't it's not really a spoiler, but like like obviously we're gonna have Black Panther. And because we have Black Panther on it, I had to we had to have like a really dope artist for it. Right. So there's some people like I would I would love to draw them. like I wanna get like the dopest artist we can find to the Black Panther. And we found someone who's amazing. So Great. like I'm excited for people to see that one because I don't think they're gonna expect that. And um, but there's like a couple others who are kind of like that too. Where it's like this character needs to look like great. We gotta make sure we have like the best guy on. So I, those are the ones like we're kind of saving to like right at the end. Um, I think people are really gonna like. Because no. I think. There. No, no, no. I was just gonna say no. It looks great, and and like your enthusiasm for it is infectious. Because when I'm going through your timeline, right there's like a suspense that's building and I'm like, okay, what are they going to come with next? And who are they going to get the draw? Like, it's, it's amazing. It's almost like a two pronged surprise each day. I mean, the thing is like, uh, because like, I think looking at the piece right now, it seems, you know, it's like still like pretty open because like the composition people don't even realize there's certain areas that look like they're full. I'm like, no, we're slotting another character right there. <laughs> Person like they're coming right there. Like it's, it is, it's not cramped, but it's full. It is a full right. piece. So I think people are like, they're not even gonna realize that there's like there's there is nine characters left. I don't I looking at the piece, there's obvious place spaces where characters are supposed to be, but there is some characters who are basically like, excuse me, all right, I'm supposed to be right here. <laughs> like that's what we have that's what we have coming next. Um as of as it's going on through the month, it's I was looking at some of the pieces earlier today. It was like first composition, there's two people. Like, uh, like, cool, third guy. And it's like, it doesn't look like a, a lot. The characters are really good. And it's great. Like, people love the, the full body shots versus just, like, the, some of them are just busts. So the initial ones were all just, like, because we started off with Miles Morales, I drew it, then Julian, because, like, he and I planned this together. He did the Falcon. Right. And after that, everyone after that uh, is like, oh, also, we have Tishon Dwyer. Also, we have Sean Hill. And, like, and Sean Hill also another great one that we're really we're really happy to have. Uh, honestly, I'm like I'm losing myself my, my train of thought because I'm 
really excited about this. I really am so happy that we're able to get this together. I was saying to Julian maybe an hour ago that I didn't think, like we started doing this all in January and January like 4th or 5th, I told him, because we had a couple other people talking to us, we're like, I don't know if we're gonna be able to do this if we don't start everything today. And uh, the team, like, no, they're like, well, we'll start today then. And we, like, we had our list, we all hopped in voice chat, and we're like, all right, we're, we're going through it, writing all the names down. And um, then we're like, after that, like, write down everyone you know. Who are we gonna ask? Who are we friends enough with that we know we'll say yes? And then who are like the artists who are more of a gamble? Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, because you don't know all, all, like, all the creators who are black. Um, there was an artist who we were in voice chat like together like all the time in our Discord, and I didn't know he's black. And then uh, someone we were saying I was we were having a conversation. I was like, we're still looking for some people, and they're like, oh, why don't you ask uh, Chara? And he's the person who did the the blade drawing, which is right. Yeah, a, that was dope, man. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, is he black? <laughs> like, I don't. I talked to this guy like multiple times a week. I had no right. idea. Right. So like it was great like to have him on because like then it was another friend, um, and it's like an excited likeness where everyone's happy to like to, uh, to to chip in. There's some people there, or it's uh, like the Joy Lindsay. I met him on a bus, so it's like we met years ago, and I'm like, you and I are friends now. <laughs> years later, I'm like, we're working on a project. You're in. He said, yes. Another artist, I met her at a gallery in um, like two cities over from here years ago. And it was like, I looked at her work and I'm like, I really like your style. She liked my work and I'm like, cool. Now we have like a small like uh, connection. And years later, I'm like, hey, Wendy, she did the storm that we posted on the 18th yesterday. And uh, like, I'm working on this project. I think you'd be great for it. And she was excited to help help out. It's like, a lot, this, this project has excited so many people. And I'm so happy to see that everyone's like really like uh, excitedly like waiting for every new piece to come out. And I'll say on Instagram, people do like a lot of guessing. On Twitter, people really seem to like be excited when every piece comes out. They're really looking forward to like who's coming next. And like the composition, I think it was really the toughest part. But like, anyways, like I think people are really liking the way it's turning out. There's a lot of balance to it. And yeah, I'm just really happy. Uh, oh no it's great it's definitely great and so you have the spot in your career right now how did you get into the industry honestly like it was it's kind of hard to say I mean I went to I went to an art school um and after graduating I worked on like my first comic project it was like there was a web forum I think it was like digital digital webbing or something like that and there was a, yeah, there was like a message board and someone's like, look for an artist, six pages. That's it. I drew that pretty quickly. And I was like, oh my gosh, this, comic, this whole comic business could be easy. <laughs> and see, you're laughing because you know that's not true. Yeah, no, it's, it's an uphill battle with a big boulder in front of you. <laughs> and like, then from there, it was like that project. I was convenient. I got another one pretty quickly after. And it was, um, it was like a 30 page book, full color. They had me doing the pencils, inks, colors. And I was doing this all like wow. traditionally, except wow. for the colors, obviously. And uh, they had me do the lettering too. And that comic was like, it's bad. <laughs> I did it. I finished it. I did all the lettering. There was a lot of small, like, can you move this word over just a little bit? A lot of that. It was, I mean, I'll say I was 20. I was on top of the world of that first project. And this one, I'm like, oh, this might be a little harder, actually. This might not be as easy as I expected. But for them from there, it was, uh, I wanted to practice my coloring. So I was coloring a lot of like my friend's work. And I mean, like, I love to say I just colored my own stuff, but it was a lot of like, hey, can you send me a piece? Because I can color fast and I can draw and I can't draw like a million pieces mm. just to color them, just to practice. So eventually I started doing like color commissions because people would, people started asking like, Hey, you call something for me for free, but I also want to sell it at a con. You remember when those were a thing? Um, <laughs> I want to sell it at a con. Do you think I'll, I'll pay you to do it? And I'm like, Oh, cool. Sure. 
So I did that like more and more. And then eventually I would be able to go to like a con here in Toronto and I'd be able to walk down the aisles and I was like, colored that, colored that, colored that, colored that. Right. Uh, so at this point, um, a different creator, he, uh, he came to my table and he's like, hey, we're working on a book. Would you be down to color some covers for it? And I said, sure, color the covers. And afterward he's like, you know what? Do you want to color the book itself? <laughs> And I said, sure, I, it was, a, it was um, for a, a Toronto book. And that same like actual like month that I did that, I actually went to CTE2 for the first time. It was in 2015. And then I I met up with, uh, I met some cool artists there. And I also, I did like the Marvel interview. Mm-hmm. I showed them my work and I had like these full color pages. Um, and they, they asked me very simply like, so what do you want to do? Do you want color? Do you want to draw? I'm like, do you want to ink? And I said, I want to do it all. And they were like, that's likely not going to happen. <laughs> like maybe like right now, pick one of them you want to do. And I'm like, all right, damn. Well, I love to just, you know, be illustrate for you. I'm like, cool. Send us your portfolio and you add more to it. But at the time I took the coloring job, I, I was, I was busy, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was like, I try to work on something here and there. And then for the rest of like that year, I was, but I just couldn't find time to draw. I was just coloring. So at the end of the year, I was like, I quit. I quit the coloring job. And I'm like, I'm going to do my comic now. Right. So I did like my own comic. Uh, it was called Haven. Um, it is being on a hiatus for a very long time. But uh, I took six months and I did the first issue, pencils, inks, colors, lettering. And that's where I re- that's what that's when I realized lettering is a whole art itself, and I am not that type of artist. Yeah. But after that, after that book, it was when I got to, like, I really got to show people that I do, I can't put out the full book, and nothing shows people that you're ready for a job more than showing you've already done. It. It's true. So from there, I was actually able to like I got some co- some illustration jobs, I got some coloring jobs. Um, a lot of these people, these companies I realized I worked with are now out of business. Um, so hopefully the work wasn't that bad, but <laughs> not at all, but I was able to like, you know, do like uh, one project, next project, next project. And I was able, and I was consistently making like uh, contacts because like, I'm not a, I'm not a big texter, mm-hmm. but I'd love having conversations. So when I, I'd go to like cons and I would just talk to people and it was like, oh, this person's like a uh, person was a writer who works at like, boom, this person's like a writer who works at like Marvel and like an artist. And I would just, I it didn't matter to me though, because I, I was talking. I liked having good conversations, so it was. I, I was able to network with all these different people, and then I think. But I was still doing the majority of coloring because I found it. This is gonna sound bad, but I found it easy. So as no, I was like, no, I, I understand. I understand what you mean. There's a certain, there's a certain ease that certain jobs have. Like you just have a, a, a like a, a natural um, ability to do that one a little bit easier. Right. Yeah. Like, like it, it, just it, works. Like it, was, it was something I was like, really, like I was suited for this. Yeah. But I, so like, while I was doing that, I had to work with my illustration because I didn't want to draw a lot of other people's stories. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but if for, but for a while, I just didn't want to do it. So I'd work on my own stuff while coloring. And then um, after doing like a, a million indie books, every now and then I get, I see like a cover or something. And I'm like, I forgot that I uh, but then a friend of mine, uh, John Lamb, who's, he is a jack of all trades. He does everything. I don't know how he does it. And I don't even know how, how he finds the time to do it all. But he asked me, he's like, hey, I'm, I actually, no, I asked him, I was like, do you want to collaborate on something? Because again, I love collaborations. And he was like, definitely, we got to do it. But then he's like, actually, I'm getting a little busy right now. I got a, Marvel asked me to draw a book for them. But actually, hey, if you want to color it, I'll ask them uh, some of your information. And I was like, cool. So we kind of did a collaborated, but it was on a Marvel book. And it was, um, what is it? I think IO Depressant. It was like one of those like Marvel tournament, champ, champ, tournament of champions or something. Oh, contest of champions. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So like, we, did, like, we did that book. And I think... Uh, I was hoping it was going to lead to more, but John, he's like super, super busy. He does like everything. Um, so then he like moved on to other projects and I was just like, all right, cool. So now 
I was working on like a lot of different things. Even now, like I try to think of the things I worked on the last few years. I've been like, I did, a, I drew a kid's book. I had a, a play mat for a toy company. Um, I've colored countless indie books that every, like, when I, when people are like, Hey, work on issue two, issue three. I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Wait, what do I look like again? Which, which book is this? <laughs> um, like, like it was a lot of that. And I found like it's a really nice area with, with art and comics. I realized like, I don't want to do these like super long stories. I like doing these like little bite-sized things, like uh, five issues, um, four issues. Like uh, I, guess, I like working on these small projects and moving on to the next one because it keeps it really fresh for me. Like, I Absolutely. Think, like my mind just yeah. works that way. I love it. It's also like you stay excited. If you're like working on issue 15 of whatever book, I'm not gonna be excited at that point. I'm like, not in the same way. But like issue one, excited. Issue two, cool. In issue three, you're like, maybe there's a lull. In issue four, you're like, I'm almost done. <laughs> so I can get excited to realize I'm like, oh, I'm almost on to the next thing. Right. And that's right about when uh, when um, Jason Liu and Chip Zdarsky reached out for Afterlife. And from then, we just kind of been riding this high. And because uh, I mean, it was great. I will say, I've, I've, that was, book was the most fun to work on. Um, not a knock on anyone else's books. But that one, it just gave me, I had so much fun with it. I was allowed to be artistic, I think. Uh, it wasn't about, like, there's points I've said to people before. I don't always want to draw, do something that, I guess, makes sense if it's not fun. So sometimes when I'm, if I'm coloring something, I will, I'll play up the, like, the fantasy side of it if it's more fun. And I think like that definitely shows in a lot of the work. I think it's a very fun looking book. I know like a lot of people read it, like they've said they really liked it. And I'm like, cool. I've, I haven't even read the whole thing, like page, like front to back yet. Mostly because like, you know, I've read like issue one, issue two, issue three, but not all together. Mm-hmm. But I know it's like fantastically done, like from everybody else on the team. Uh, I, I would like to feel like everyone did a great job and I did like, you know, a job where a, I'm like, good enough. I reached the level. Like, I, I'm, I'm standing with them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like to feel like I pulled my weight. That's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. Did, didn't let the team down kind of thing. And you didn't. Like, it looks great. Like, oh, I mean, every, every, everyone was, like, operating on a very high level. Yeah, I know. I, like, because, like, I've been friends with Jason for years, I, like, I saw his work, like, totally level up when he worked on it. Uh, even like seeing his work now because i've seen like some other projects he's worked on and uh his work is like he's just consistently getting better and it's really cool to see i like to think i'm also improving (laughs) no for sure so uh will we see any more haven i would love to it is a thing like i am working on when i can um but because you know there's no like due date on it right it's one of those things where like you have another idea like ah, that'd be cool if i added this i can work that in i can work that in and then you realize like all right i'm not making four progression anymore but i would like to put something out like i really i think it's a really cool story i mean obviously a little biased but uh i think people are really gonna like it eventually when it comes out but when they, but again, but when it comes out, I think people are gonna like it. When it comes out, <laughs> eventually. And I, you're going back to the shows. That's one of the things that I miss about not having the circuit um, because of COVID is not only the networking, but also that instant reaction from fans on what you're doing when they come by your table and they they go, oh, that's interesting, that's cool. It's almost like an instant. Um, what do you call it? A, a, like a focus group to let you know, yeah, you're going the right direction or you're not going in the right direction. Oh yeah. I mean, like if you have a piece, if you have like a poster or something and people just keep walking by after they looked at it, I'm like, no, I don't think that's good. I've like, I've described what I go for my art more as like uh, someone saying, no, shut up. I'm talking. <laughs> that's kind of what I want my art to do. <laughs> I, so when someone's at a show, like they have like my portfolio out, I want them to like, you know, be walking by and be like, oh, oh hold on, what's this? Like, that's the effect I want. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I slowly, I feel like I've been working more like toward that. 
And uh, I think that there's some pieces I have, I feel like really kind of exemplify that. Um, like I did this uh, static shock drawing. I was just going to mention that one. I was just going to mention that. I really like that. Thank you. I mean, it's, I worked on that piece, like the thumbnails for it for a month. It's because I'm like, this isn't it. Right. There's a certain level of energy that I want that I just couldn't get for a long time. And I was talking to my friend Nicola at one point and I was almost near the end of it, like the, like the end of the piece. And I was like, there's something more that I need. And like, cause it was like on the bottom of the piece is like, uh, it's like rocks everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they're being like ripped up from the ground as like, he's like going across. And it was that. And I added that in because like it, I want to show like the speed, but I also kind of want to show like some power exactly. to what he was doing. And then like when the color is like, I did the colors, like it was just making it exciting. I feel like it's a difference in a cover and a, like a poster and a, a, a comic page. As a comic page, I can't make every single panel like punch you in the face with like, like look at this. Well, you, you'd uh, wear out the, the reader. Yeah, <laughs> first exactly. <of> all. exactly. <laughs> No one wants to finish how I'm feeling all beat up. Right. It's like every now and then, like you want like the splash pages to like jump out at you. And like the covers, you know, the covers maybe tell a bit more of a story than like a poster will because I knew I wasn't doing cover for this. It was just, here is like this energy on the page. And that's really like, it's, I found it actually difficult to capture in some pieces afterward. Hmm. Um, so it's like, it's, it's like where you feel like you're leveling up. But you're like, no, this one was the one where like it set a new, set a new bar. Now right. every time I'm just like trying to like jump to hit that same bar. But um, I have some pieces like kind of in store. I think people are gonna like. I kind of I'm trying to hopefully max that same level of uh, of shut up. I'm talking. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's cool. But yeah, uh, I, I I miss going to cons. I like the like people walking by talking to you about the pieces um there's always like a nice like oh i've seen that before i'm like yes i mean because like it's either saw on instagram or twitter or like someone posted on reddit maybe right or someone posted it without credit on pinterest probably (laughs) um yeah (laughs) but um like that like feeling like it's great when people like i guess recognize something like oh like i seen i saw you here last year yeah you had like this Knowing me, probably Spider-Man drawing that I bought. And I'm like, yeah, cool, Neil. Thank you. Um, I got sent a picture yesterday. Somebody uh, tattooed my uh, static shock piece onto uh, this dude's calf, and I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. I didn't see that coming. That's it was really cool, cool to see. Um, definitely not what I expected in those notifi- my notifications. <laughs> a lot because I mean, it's mostly like people like guessing like whatever character's coming tomorrow. But it's like also, by the way, here's a tattoo tattooed your static shock and your Miles Morales drawing on this guy's calf. And I mean, it looked good. It that dude's a fan. Nowhere, that dude's good. a yeah. definite fan. No denying. I mean, hell, he better. You know, tattoo my signature on next time I see him. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a, a lot of Spider-Man references. Is he your favorite? He's my favorite to draw, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Tariq has always been Daredevil, but right. Spider-Man is so much fun. And I think, like, they're... There's like an art to drawing Spider-Man well. And um, I feel like a lot of time you see people drawing Spider-Man and it's not, I'm not trying to be offensive at all, but like, it's boring. Right. It's like a Spider-Man just kind of like swinging and like, yeah, it's swinging from like, like you'd see someone's like swing from a vine and like, well, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Like, but Spider-Man because of like who he is as a character and like the way like his body like, like contorts yeah, he's got that like, double jointed, depending on the artist, he's got that double jointed kind of aspect to him. Yeah, and like so because of that, it's like he's less a gymnast than like Daredevil is. He's more like an uncoordinated goof, like just <laughs> bending his body as he's going, like going yeah. through the buildings, you know? Yeah. So for that, I mean, I love to have every now and then, like I'm I'll be just kind of like just sketching as like a Spider-Man drawing. And I get to the point, I'm like, this is it, this one's weird enough like but it's also like you can see like the there's like the force of like the movement and i'm like this is it like there's an energy to it like you, you captured it like you know you did a good job mm-hmm. a lot of times people will do draw basically just sitting while he's in like midair right so like that's not really fun like if it's a spider-man you gotta have fun you got <laughs> i mean what's the point if you're not having fun so true so true 
And what are you watching? What what are you, are you watching anything to give you inspiration? Are there any shows or music that you tap into? Um, I mean, I can I can have weird answer for all of these. I mean, obviously, I'm watching like you know like uh, like WandaVision, like everybody else is right now. But in terms of like for like inspiration for some of the things, like in terms of stories, um, I have like the biggest inspiration for me like writing stories is documentaries about the Russian monarchy. Wow. I'm super into like all like the layered like aspects of like different uh, different czars, different people like that have affected them, the downfall of like the Russian monarchy and like everything that led up to it. Um, anybody who knows me who's going to watch this, they're going to be like, oh my God, you have to talk about it. Um, <laughs> I'm that dude, I get into a conversation. If you let me talk about it, I'm going to bring it up. Bring it up, uh, let's go. But like, I, I, I'll get into that. Um, Cause like, like music, I listen to a lot of like, you know, like nineties hip hop and R and B. And I love to say, it's like, Oh, you know, I have like that type of taste, but it's really more, this is what I remember listening to in the car with my parents when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And it's like a song comes on and you don't realize, you know, it, but you know it. Right. And I like that level of comfort while I'm drawing or something. Uh, it helps me like, get into like the zone where all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I'm finished. Mm -hmm. because there's that familiarity that comes with it so i don't have to be focusing on the music i don't have to be focusing on anything really it's just i'm going with the flow and that's how i get the piece out right um in terms of like like actual like shows i'm mean, honestly not really if i'm watching like a show i like would love to say i watch like you know like this is cool like fight scenes but i really don't um it's like me and my fiance were watching like dumb comedies and just laughing like idiots <laughs> uh but I mean, how like I'll I will sit there and she hates us probably, but like I'll sit there. It's kind of like looking to the side, like really stern. I'm like, no, no, hold on, I'm thinking of something. Like, okay, and I'll like pull out a sketchbook and like quickly draw some a few lines. I'm like, got it. Accomplish for tomorrow. Back to the show. Right. Um, it's like I do a lot of shapes for designs. Like, uh, whenever I do any sort of composition, it's just like here's a rectangle. This is like this is a rectangle here and a triangle next to it. This rectangle is the person in the foreground. The triangle is, I don't know, some like tree and like magic in the background. And then there's like a couple of lines to show like where how I want to like bend the perspective right. to pull the focus where I need to go. So it's really abstract when you first see it, which is why I said my sketchbook is not at all interesting to look at. It is like just a guy who looks like he's drawing shapes. It looks like, it looks like I'm always just warming up. Right, right, right. But uh, I see like, the very abstract pieces. I'm able to see. I look at it. And I'm like, I understand what this is supposed to be, and I need to put this like on paper now. Like I need to actually draw the piece. Because if I wait even a week, I'll look at it and I'm like, I don't know what this is. This is nonsense. Throw it away. So I'm going. I'm going back to the czars. Are we going to see something from you which has that as its base, but then has the skin of something else? Um. Yes. Nice. Okay. But good. also, I'm going to see the like the flip. Uh, a writer and I are working on this four-page short right now, and he said he gave he said the magic words. I didn't even know he was saying them, but he said them. He said the main character is like the superhero, just like a four-page like kind of like action sequence. And he said uh, he's dressed kind of like a royal. And I was like, oh, royal royalty, you say? Okay. Mm -hmm. No, no parameters like to what kind of royal or who it is that like, you need to work with. No, all right, czar. Like he has like the beard, he has the mustache. Oh man, um, I the background of my phone is a picture of a uh, of like the, the czar, like czar Nicholas II, with like a emoji of me, <laughs> of his head on top, like winking. <laughs> Whenever anyone's like, "Oh, what's the phone background?" I'm like, "Here, let me let me show it. Here it is." I, cause I see it every, I, I used to picture me and my fiance and I had this idea and it's been this for over a year now. And she's like, my background's a picture of us. I'm like, yeah, my background's a picture of the czar. Uh... But yeah, no, it is a lot of the, a lot of the themes from like a lot of like that history are so interesting to me. So I've tried to include them in like stories whenever I can, but I, I still like to tell people, I mean, like, I'm not that much of a writer. 
if I, but I'm used to, I use like a lot of like uh, structures from things and try to like right. fit my characters in around them. And like, I think, I think it's working out so far. You know, I'm saying if people want to really look into the, when I, when I eventually put Haven out, if people are interested in what the backstory is or, um, cause I have it like, I have my main story, but I also want to do like a little, like an issue where it shows like the history of like how we got here. Just maybe to explain why like the absence from like issue one to whatever I do next. And that is not, I'm not even trying to hide how inspired I am by the Russian monarchy with that. It is just, I don't know, it's so interesting. Well, I think, cause I'm like you, like I, I love, you know, action adventure. I love sci-fi like you, I'm watching WandaVision and it's kind of funny, like I'm watching that and I have my own kind of like theories of what's going on and how they're going to twist things to continue uh, whatever phase they are in for Marvel. But I also love documentaries and just watching the news, kind of like that Dick Wolf pulled from the headlines kind of thing that he does for his TV shows. Yeah. And it's amazing how, you know, we've, we've read comics our entire lives, but they are sprinkled with humanity and the things that go on every day, the trials and tribulations of the every, every person, um, the injustices that have gone along. And you draw inspiration from that to tell and feed the muse, tell the stories you want to tell and feed the muse that's within all of us. Um, so you can watch something on HBO and you're like, oh my God, I didn't, I can't believe someone went through that. And then you're like, and there's a story there. Yeah, and then I it goes definitely from there. agree with that. Yeah. Like, it was it doesn't matter like what it is, but like I always find it like pulling small things. Like I feel like uh, like your your super fantastic stories, like you're reading comics, and like they have like the movies. It's like these unbelievable situations, but they need to react in realistic ways, and that's that's why we read them. That's why we watch them. That's why we relate to them. Mm -hmm. I'm like I think I think that's really interesting. Like I want to have my characters who are like who go through something that I wouldn't go through. But if I were to have gone through it, like I probably would react that way. Like this is how I would take this hard. It would be difficult for me to like, uh, to, I don't know, try to like control my powers like this character does. Like it would be difficult on me, you know, it would affect my personal life. It would make me distant, make me cold like that, man. I don't know, you know, but yeah. yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's funny because you mentioned Daredevil, right? And like, I'm a Spider-Man guy, no secret to anyone who knows me. But I've, I like Daredevil is one of my top guys as well, too. And I think the thing that I like about him is, is that he's blind, but he sees better than most. Like he sees what's in people just as a lawyer to be able to defend them. And the trials and tribulations that the writers put him uh, in into would break anybody. And his faith just allows him to come back all the time to fight again. Like, like he's, he's an amazing character. I love like the multifacetedness of like Daredevil in terms of like it's him and him questioning his faith and yes. him like uh, believing what he's doing is right and like him having having to though like people around him are consistently like Matt you gotta calm down <laughs> like this is not like what you're doing like come on man yes yeah. sit down for a second like um, but he's so like dedicated to his like causes his path that he. Like he's always puts like pushes himself through it. I think like that's like one thing I really love with the character. Uh, I like how there's a line in um I think uh, the Defenders series that like Daredevil's like I think he says to Stick he's like don't use my faith against me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like man Daredevil should say that to his writers. Right. <laughs> because it's right. like oh man Daredevil there you go Catholic <laughs> Catholic guilt. And I'm like oh man some of that yeah. has to suck. Yeah, and, and he also needs help in picking a significant other because his his girlfriend choices are dubious at best. I mean, you know, he has a really interesting group of uh, of women that he's like being with, and like mm -hmm. I will say, I don't believe that there's been nearly enough love given to Echo, um, the ah, like yeah. uh, um, deaf woman mm -hmm. that he was with. Like, I would love to see her right now. Like, it's just it's just fun. I don't know, like I loved that like the comic book she was introduced years and years ago. Um, I'm going to read that again. <laughs> All this conversation is me like thinking about different stories. I'm like, I'm going to read that later. Yeah, right, right, right. Like, I, I, the one that, this is a while ago, but for me was when Typhoid Mary was just burning his entire existence to the ground. 
it was amazing how he was torn um, physically as well as spiritually. Uh, they just do some really great stuff with him and have, and to, like, to this day. Yeah, there's like, because there's, there's a lot you can play on. Um, I love the Daredevil stories about like him and his like, uh, like relationship with like his father. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's Daredevil father. I really enjoyed that. I know a lot of people aren't crazy about it, but the art is so exaggerated in it that I really, really like it. Uh, and I love like Daredevil yellow because it's oh, yeah. so artistic. There's so many, like so many Daredevil stories. I, I, I don't want to say like I love everything because I feel like you know, I'm not a great quick, uh, critic of things. My friends have told me that I'm off a critic because I love everything. Like I go to a Marvel <laughs> movie and I walk out of it and I'm like, genius, you did it again. There you go. <laughs> go home and I'm like, wow, I love that movie. And until I have other friends come to me and they're like, no, think critically about this. What about this part? This is clearly an issue. I'm like, okay, I guess I can see that. Still though, you had fun though, didn't you? Because I did. I have fun in all those movies. I love them. And in the end, that's the bottom line, right? Like exactly. I think, I think like I, I love DC. I'm a more I'm a Marvel guy, but I love DC. But I think that's the one element that's missing from a lot of their cinematic stuff that they get in the cartoons. You just don't have as much fun watching a yeah. DC movie. And when they, because like now, because they've established it so much as like a kind of a not fun like universe, when they do try to sprinkle jokes in, I'm like, what was that? <laughs> like, this is a serious moment. What is this guy doing? Like, all right, yeah. settle down. This is not, this is a joking matter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how the Snyder cut um, kind of fits into everything. Yeah, I'm super hopeful. No, <laughs> um, I don't think it's going to be any better but I'm going to watch it anyway. So I'm hoping for the best. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's like, it's what we do, right? So you got to take a look at it and see, like, I will say uh, personally, I really like uh, Henry Cavill as Superman. And I just feel like they don't give him enough to either say or do. So hopefully in the Snyder cut and he's got the black suit on, he at least comes off being cool. Cause I, I think Superman gets a, he gets a raw deal when it comes to cool factor, especially with Batman running around. Oh yeah. And I'm like, Superman, I don't know. I could go on and on about Superman. I think Superman is way cooler and like more interesting than people give him credit for. But that's just me. And a lot of long people say like, he's boring. He's super powerful. That's not fun. I'm like, it's just the humanity side of it that he has to struggle with. That I think is like, the, that's where you make Superman interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not all about like, you know, who he's fighting and if he has an easy time doing it. It's about him struggling in other parts of his life. But I mean, teach his own. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like I, I, I personally like when they take him off planet myself um so he you still have that humanity because he brings earth with him but then he gets to kind of you know soup out and uh show what he can actually do all the time instead of holding back yeah and i know like dc did this thing i don't know if they're still doing it uh whether it was just like these like little mini superman stories i think it was like the adventures of superman and it's like one issue uh different like uh writer and artist and like we're gonna tell this story cool one and done next mm-hmm. issue different story different team and I really liked that. I was like, cool. I don't know what, what to expect at all from this, but it was just so much fun. No, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, they, they had some good ones. So I want to thank you for joining me today, but what do you have coming up that you can kind of give us a little bit of a snippet before we head out? Um, obviously, for, until the end of the month, we're working on the uh, Black History Month piece, you know, new, new character coming every day. We have some good ones coming up. Uh, and also, I'm, going, I'm actually, it was recently announced, I want to be an illustrator on uh, Cypress Hill. They're putting out uh, this, uh, I believe it's a graphic novel or a series of comics to celebrate the 30th anniversary of their debut album. Awesome. And yeah, I'm one of, I think, like four or five illustrators who are on the project. And I'm really looking forward to it. The other illustrators are amazing. I guess one of, another one of those things where I'm like, yeah, no, I belong in this room, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm here. <laughs> they chose me. Like, I can do this. But uh, yeah, no, I'm really excited to start working on that. Um, that should be really pretty soon. And I think it's coming this summer, probably. But also, you know, we have a, another project not yet announced that I'll be working on again with the same, like, uh, um, Afterlift team. That's all I'm going to say about it. But people should look forward to it. Excellent. And where can people find you on social media? Pretty much I'm on like all social media, Instagram, Twitter, mostly uh, just at Paraceline. Make, keep it simple. That's my name. <laughs> Excellent. 
Well, Paris, I want to thank you uh, again. Congratulations on all your success and looking forward to what you have coming out in the future. Thanks again for joining yeah, us. Thank you for having me. All right. Perfect. Thanks for listening, everyone. And once again, a special thank you to Paris Aline. We look forward to your comments. So reach out to us on Facebook and at Comics Asylum on Instagram and Twitter.